Welcome, listeners, to our patron episode preview of Mission Impossible 2. Well, Mr. Hunt, I don't quite know where to begin. You know? No. Should I? She's got no training for this kind of thing. To go to bed with a man like him, she's a woman. She's got all the training she needs. Welcome to Australia, mate. This ain't funny. Mother of all nightmares is on the loose. I don't think I can do it. I mean, it'll be difficult. Very. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. All right, Dean. Mission Impossible 2, released in 2000, starring our boy Tom Cruise. Yeah, boy. Doug Ray Scott. Yeah, I got nothing because he, <laughs> he has no quotes. So, Tandy Newton, Ving uh, Rames, Brendan Gleeson. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Since when is Anthony Hopkins in this film? Did you remember he was in this? No. I was like, uh, what the hell are you doing in this film, Anthony Hopkins? His voice come on, I'm like, is that Anthony Hopkins? Surely not. Surely not. And then he pops up on the screen, I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you really just go for that uh, extra yacht in your, in your backyard, aren't you? Yeah. But this is directed by John Woo. Yeah, very much so. This is... This is as John Wooey as it gets, I think. You got your face off, Broken Arrow. Yes. What other American films did he do before he buggered off back to Hong Kong? Paycheck. I remember that one. Which one? Exactly. Paint. Did you say paint check? Paycheck. With oh, Ben that, Affleck. I saw it at cinemas. Oh, ooh. You're yeah, right. You still, you've, have you recovered? That's a good movie. Tom Cruise actually did offer Brian De Palma the chance to come back, but he actually declined. Yeah, I actually heard that um, all the all the Mission Impossible directors have been asked to do a sequel, except, except John Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've had enough, mate. Do you know who the first director to be offered the role was? Uh, the guy who did Platoon. Is it Oliver Stone? That is true. Yes, but he couldn't do it. Something to do with Eyes Wide Shut? Is that right? Yeah, Stanley Kubrick kept Tom Cruise at bay for Eyes Wide Shut for over a year. You bastard. I mean, yeah. Interestingly, we know that, I mean, famously, Doug Ray Scott was meant to be Wolverine in the X-Men films instead of Hugh Jackman. Yes. Whoopsie. But interestingly, Ian McKellen actually turned down the role that Anthony Hopkins played. And had he taken that role, he would not have been able to do not only X-Men as Magneto, but also Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Wow, what a choice. I mean, bravo, sir. Yes, you did well there. But this story was done by Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga with a screenplay by Robert Town. Music by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Not really a uh, It's not good. A shining light on Hans Zimmer's... It's like, you know. I saw that in the opening credits and I thought, okay, we're going to get some decent music here. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. No. This, is, this, this, this score, this soundtrack... It's not good. It's just so 2000s rock. You got Metallica, who did I Disappear, purely for this movie. And just the whole theme of it is just that meow, meow, like that guitar. Oh, I, did, I didn't like it. Hmm. Cinematography by Jeffrey L. Kimball. Didn't someone, didn't the cinematographer get fired because he had creative differences with John Woo? Yeah, Andrew Lesney got uh, fired off the set. Unlucky for him. Well, was it? Uh, it was actually, considering this was the highest grossing film of the year. Missed down a good paycheck there. What, you think everyone gets uh, paid a percentage? <laughs> Surely not. 
Speaking of paychecks, I read that Tom Cruise scored a sweet $75 million paycheck for this film. Yeah, he he made a deal with all the Mission Impossible films that he would waiver his actor's fee in exchange for back-end money based off the, the profit of the movie. Kind of like what um, Robert Downey Jr. had for his MCU contract. Mm. So yeah, 75 mil for this film. What an asshole! Why? Bastard makes 75 mil. It's insane. Just crazy money, isn't it? I mean, in fairness, he probably didn't see much of it. Damn yeah. Scientologists. All went straight to them. <laughs> it was actually Nicole Kidman who suggested Tandy Newton for, the, Thank for this you, role. Thank you, Nicole Kidman. Tandy Newton. What do you know her from? Why do I even bother asking that? Westworld. Yes, of course. Uh, also with Anthony too. Hopkins. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yes, this had a release date on the 24th of May in 2000 with a runtime of 123 minutes. But it was originally going to be 195 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fucking John Woo. John Woo busts Every out this three and a half hour. Must have been yeah. slow mode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the light and the studios are like, no, this is not happening. You will probably, cut this. It was probably the exact same footage. He just had to cut out which scenes were slow mode. Yeah. The <laughs> you whole, can't the whole slow movie. mo every scene, John Woo. <laughs> so again, much like the original Mission Impossible film, this film had a script written around the action scenes that John Woo wanted to direct. I mean, normally I'd be, you know, berating it for that, but if the first one did it and pulled it off, so be it. Well, John Woo is an action director, yeah. so he, that's what he's probably done. I'm going to do these action, action scenes, and I want you to do a story around it. It's weird. And to be fair, this story is a lot less complicated than the original Mission Impossible. Yeah. I was able to follow this one pretty quickly. Yeah, it's very simple. It's funny, Ving Rhames even says at one point, you know, it's not overly complicated, this plan. And it's like, yeah, little shout out to all of the criticisms from the first one for being overly complicated. So there was actually three different screenwriters to start off with here. There was Michael Tolkien, Joe Estaris, and Wesley Strick. And they wrote and rewrote the script before it was actually passed over to the eventual screenwriter, Robert Town. And according to Town, the script was in shape about five days before shooting began in Australia. However, the fixes didn't stop there. Once filming was underway, Town was flown in to continue reworking the script that actually kept going when they were in the editing room and finished two weeks before the movie was released. That's insane. Sounds like Last Action Hero. How unorganised. Gee, they're lucky it made so much money. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. I, I, still, can't, I still can't believe this. $125 million budget made $215 million in America and $565 million worldwide for the highest grossing film of the year. That, that, that is baffling. This was the highest grossing film that year. Big gladiator. Damn it. It's that Tom Cruise factor now. I mean, of course it is. It's funny. It's such a different film to the original. Like, you look at uh, sequels and how much they're normally extraordinarily similar to the first one. This was not like that at all. And apparently John Woo was really nervous and sort of said to Tom Cruise, like, gee, it's it's hard for me to, to make a movie like Brian De Palma and mm. make this spy movie. Tom Cruise was like, like, to his credit, no, don't worry at all about that. I got you because I want a John Woo Mission Impossible film. And you can see the difference in all of these films, like the J.J. Abrams one coming up, the Brad Bird one, and even the two Christopher McQuarrie ones coming up. They all have their own unique feel, yeah. which is what I like about this franchise. Oh, it's fantastic. What were they thinking, reusing a director, though? Really hurt the last film. Yeah. Damn, Fall. you Fallout. <laughs> what a disappointment you were. So this was originally supposed to be rated R, but it was re-rated PG-13 after they cut down many of the action scenes and the violence was trimmed down. I mean, in all fairness... It's not too much of a violent film. Like a lot of the gunshots and that, you just it's like impact shots. 
I'll, I'll let my son Ethan watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, there was, honestly, there was a couple of scenes I said, all right, look away. Like when you see the um, the disease sort of taking over, you see mm-hmm. the blood all over the face, I said, stop that. But I tell you, this kid was frothing at this final fight. Oh, like <laughs> I won't talk about, you know, I'm not going to bring him up again, but you could see watching Ethan, this seven-year-old, watch this film, you can just see like... The enjoyment that I got from it when I was, what, 12 years yeah. old. I was like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, like punching and wow, they launched off a motorcycle. He was all over it. I was like, okay, like in fairness, there is a crowd that loved this film. Obviously. Obviously. Like, obviously. Yeah. But I loved it. Honestly, I went back at my letterbox. I rated this three and a half okay. from memory when I, I logged all my films back in 2014, I believe. Nothing wrong with that. Well, you little hint of your rating, are we? <laughs> no, 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 no. God, I wonder what you've dropped it to. Well, we'll find out later on. But IMDb have this at a 6.1, over 292,000 ratings. Yeah, clearly the lowest uh, rated film from the franchise. Absolutely. Well, why don't we see if we're going to rate it that low? Let's get into it, Dean. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com slash IMDb journey. And we've got plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review. Yeah, so Dean said a spot on patreon.com slash Journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all.